Episode 3 Adrenaline and Cortisol One of the many mysteries in life is why some people choose to sit in the front seat of a new roller coaster while the rest of us avoid these experiences at all costs. Love them or hate them, roller coasters, bungee jumping and horror movies all provide a wonderful example of the effect of hormones on our behaviour. We all know how it feels to be very excited or very frightened, and our exploration of hormones would not be complete without looking at two of the hormones released from our adrenal glands. In this podcast, we will describe the role of these hormones in preparing us for emergencies, look at the link between our nervous and endocrine systems, and talk about the HPA axis, a specific example of a hormone cascade mentioned in the previous episode, and one which may well explain our response to situations which cause us long-term stress. Adrenaline, released from the medulla of the adrenal glands, like all hormones, travels through the bloodstream and, like many hormones, activates several different systems at once. We breathe faster to increase our intake of oxygen. Our heart beats more rapidly to speed up the delivery of oxygen to our cells. And the supply of glucose is increased to provide more energy for cellular respiration. Our blood circulation also changes. Our blood pressure increases and blood is rerouted to more important regions, such as our brain and muscles, and diverted away from less important areas, such as our skin. You may have heard of the colour draining from people's faces when they are frightened. All of these changes prepare us for the fight-or-flight response when faced with a threat. Do we stay and fight it out, or do we decide to run away and live to fight another day? At the core of this response is a part of our brain, called the amygdala, a coordinating centre linking what our senses are telling us and the emotions we associate with those sensory experiences. This explains in part why children can experience the thrill of a ride when their parent puts them in a cardboard box in front of a video and simulates the movements in time with the image. Their senses tell them they're in a moving carriage. It explains why not all of us enjoy roller coasters. Our associations and understanding of the emotions with these experiences are not the same as other people's. The amygdala sends a message to the hypothalamus, which in turn sends messages via a part of the nervous system called the sympathetic nervous system to the adrenal glands, causing the secretion of adrenaline into the bloodstream. Despite its rather gentle name, the sympathetic system is one that deals with putting things into action. If the stressor is perceived to be long-lasting, a second stress response is initiated when the hypothalamus sends a message to the pituitary gland using a hormone called CRH. This is the start of a cascade of hormones, and in this case, one that is called the HPA axis. It might be a good idea at this point to sketch a flow diagram for yourself to describe the process.
The pituitary then secretes a hormone called ACTH. Although perhaps daunting, I think we should try to understand what these letters A, C, T and H stand for. The hormone is called adrenocorticotrophic hormone. Adreno, related to the adrenals. Cortico, related to the cortex. And trophic, moving towards or directed towards. So, ACTH is a hormone which affects the adrenal cortex. Sometimes it's good to be brave. ACTH stimulates the adrenal glands to produce cortisol, another hormone in our armory to prepare us for emergency action. Some would suggest that long-term activation of this HPA axis may cause a decrease in cognitive functions as well as suppressing the immune system. This might explain the other health consequences of extended stress. Finally, we have discussed an example of hormone action which is typical of many hormones. It travels in the bloodstream, it affects many different systems at once and demonstrates the interaction between our nervous and endocrine systems. One feature of adrenaline in particular that sets it apart, however, is the speed of its action, not characteristic of rather relatively slow hormone action in general. Why is it so fast? In the first episode, we talked about neurotransmitters, one of which is adrenaline's close cousin, noradrenaline. Adrenaline does not have its own receptors. In sense, Instead, since its chemical composition resembles noradrenaline very closely, adrenaline stimulates noradrenaline receptors both in the brain as well as around the body. In fact, while noradrenaline is primarily a neurotransmitter, adrenaline is primarily a hormone. Consequently, the action of adrenaline is essentially that of noradrenaline, which makes our response to this hormone so much faster. In the next episode we will look at another particular hormone, oxytocin, which may have a part to play in a different response to danger. It remains a mystery how humans have turned the experience of fear into an entertainment. Over and out.